Welcome to the Men After God podcast, where you will be challenged and encouraged as you pursue God, achieve success, and raise a thriving family. Join your host, Dustin, and his guests on a weekly journey to grow as husbands, fathers, and men after God. Here is your host, Dustin Alley. All right, guys, welcome to episode two of the Men After God podcast. We're glad you tuned back in for this one. Uh, We are going to be talking about devoting time to your family today. As a man after God, we are pursuing success in this world with a thriving faith and family, which means we have to make time for them. That's kind of a big deal. That's a a huge deal. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're not making time for them, you're really not going to be able to to have a thriving family. Um, Because if we don't give our time to it, then it must not be important to us. Hey, before we jump into our content today, I want to give a shout out to some of our founding members. Man, so far we've got eight in total. And I'll be honest, I, I uh, there's a whole journey as to how we've got to this episode. And I'm not remembering who we mentioned in episode one. And I didn't listen to it before we started recording. So a uh, big shout out to Luke Sorensen being the first one to jump in as a founding member of our Men After God movement. And then Brian Malone, my cousin from East Tennessee. Appreciate you, bro. And then uh, Walter Heigler uh, from out in New Jersey. I think he still in New Jersey. Was always in New York. Um, but we really appreciate you guys jumping in and uh, being founding members. Uh, these guys uh, even signed up before we launched. And so we are so thankful for your faith and just uh, knowing that you support what we're trying to do here at the Men After God movement. Uh, it's just phenomenal. And so if you're interested in being a founding member, we've got it open uh, for the first six months of the podcast. For uh, anyone who'd like to go to Patreon, pa- Patreon, 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 Patreon.com slash members of men after God slash memberships and uh, go ahead and get there and sign up to be a founding member. You get a free piece of merch of your choice. Speaking of merch, we got this in the other day. Look at this. Look at this bad boy. That looks good. It looks really good in the light. Man, don't that look good. Yeah. And in fact, I think I think this is actually one of a kind because in our store, Levi from Faithful Shirts. Uh, has got two mugs, one with this logo, one with this logo. Ah. So this is, we'll call this the founder's mug. And uh, maybe uh, this one here. Maybe know? give that away down the road or oh, sell man. it for a bajillion dollars. Yeah, a bajillion. That's exactly how much it would be worth is a bajillion dollars. But you can go on to, uh, you get, <clears throat> if you go to Patreon and sign up to be a founder member, you get a free piece of merch of your choice, 10% lifetime discount on uh, anything Men After God produces. Uh, you get a four coaching calls with me on the topic of your choice. And we've also just, we've lined up a great set of coaches for training and nutrition, uh, finances, and then also intimacy and relationships. So your husband's out there that would just like to get with a coach to help you grow as a husband. And we'll talk a bit about that uh, here and definitely more in our paid content section. So if you're a founding member, be uh, ready and listening for that. But today, uh, talking about devoting time to your family, man, um, too many guys. And this is this is the, the first episode talking about a relationship with Jesus. And then this routine right here of devoting time to your family is the crux upon which this movement really began because there's too many men uh, in ministry, uh, in the secular world, uh, just in general that are pursuing worldly success with without their families and losing their faith and their family. 
And so we, we want to provide the opposite. We want to provide content, connections, and uh, coaching to help you achieve that success with a thriving faith and family. And you're only going to be able to do that if you're making time for them. You know, Craig, you're, you're really good at this. And um, it, when we make time for them, uh, we have to, we schedule it, right? And you've got a schedule for yours. Like you, you have breakfast with your kids like once a week or something like that, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know, two, three years ago, we started this thing where uh, each week, uh, I'll pick a morning and I will take one of my kids to breakfast. Uh, I think it actually started with lunch, but uh, now we're doing breakfast. And uh, so so this week, uh, I think it's my second oldest uh, who will be going with me to breakfast. Um, last week, it was my oldest. And then we just worked through the through the lot. There's four. <laughs> There's so, four. But, There's a uh, lot. <laughs> but yeah, we get to spend one on one time with them. Uh, yeah. We're eating breakfast from a place like McDonald's, which, by the way, they have I mean. Breakfast is amazing. It's probably not healthy. Uh, Chick fil A, <laughs> you know, wherever there's a good breakfast uh, that's not stupid expensive. Yeah. And uh, but we get to have some one on one time. They get to uh, enjoy a you know a flavorful drink or whatever, uh, something fancy that they wouldn't get on a normal, a regular basis, and uh, maybe a coffee. They're too young. But we uh, <laughs> we have a good time. We get to talk uh, the way there, the way back, and it's just yeah. it's a way for me uh, in my busy schedule to to just be with them mm-hmm. and let them ask questions and hopefully yeah. pour into their lives a little bit. Yeah. And you know, what's awesome is, you know, you made an adjustment, you know, you went from lunch to breakfast and for whatever reason, but guys, you need to hear that because uh, you, you, there's excuses we can all make. All right. I don't have time. Like, listen, you have mm-hmm. the same 24 hours that I do and that Craig does. And you have to make a decision on how you're going to spend that 24 hours. Uh, and inside of that, you're going to put the things that are important to you. You know, many of you guys out there listen to this and you plan your business, you plan your finances, your investments and all these different things. You make sure to keep track of that stuff. But do you have your fingers on the pulse of your children's heart? Do you know where they're at? Uh, and then not to mention just your, your kids, but also your spouse. Yeah. Man, how are you taking her for granted? Uh, she's there for you, supporting you, praying for you, being there for you as you're going through all this, taking care of the home, maybe while you're doing that. Maybe she's working her own job and you guys are just trying to make it through. Man, are, are you making time for her? Um, you know, we all don't, or I'm sorry, we all have the same amount of time and we have to choose to use it wisely. And so we have to decide to schedule that stuff. We have to, excuse me, uh, make time for the things that are important to us. And if you're going to be a man after God, that's going to achieve success with a thriving faith and family, you're going to have to do that by making time for your family. Uh, and don't make excuses. I, I, again, Craig changed from lunch to breakfast and maybe you're not a pastor and maybe you don't have this entrepreneurial type schedule to where you can be really flexible during your day. Well then find, just find the time and make it. Don't make the excuse though. And when you spend time with your family, you're going to make them very important, your spouse, your children. However, you can't derive your identity from your family. The Bible says in Genesis chapter two, that Eve was given as a help meet. And we know that our wives are a help meet to us. And Lord knows Sarah helps me in a number of ways. Uh, and the children uh, are a gift, according to Psalm 127. Um, and then grandchildren, if you're old enough to have grandchildren to listen to this, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, our grandchildren are a heritage from the Lord. That's in Proverbs 17, 6. Now, no, notice this again. Eve, our spouse, is given as a help meet. Our children are a gift, something to be cherished, something to appreciate. Uh, and our grandchildren are a heritage. Again, just something to be thankful for, grateful for, to pour into as a legacy. But Psalms 46 and Psalms 28 both speak to how God is our strength. Help me, gift, and heritage. But our strength 
comes from the Lord. Our identity comes from Christ. I noticed you didn't mention animals or pets. I did not mention animals or pets. Oh, Craig. All right, is that because of like, oh, yeah. oh man. Oh, yeah. All right. So comedic break for a moment. Listen, guys, first <laughs> off, I'm going to get myself in trouble if you're one of these type of people. And I don't, I don't hate you, but I do judge you. Just so we're clear, I'm sorry. I'll judge you less if you're on Patreon. (laughs) Yeah, if you're on Patreon, I don't judge you at all, right? (laughs) No, we were out, we went out to dinner the other night. Now, after dinner, we went over to this ice cream shop in a small town in Connecticut. Really, really nice place. I had great flavors. I mean, good, good stuff too. I think it's on, I think it's on, I think it's their own ice cream, right? Uh, But anyways, uh, we're standing there and I see this gentleman uh, who's an older gentleman, probably in his 50s, 60s. And he's there and he's got a, um, a carriage, like what appears to be a baby carriage with him. And I'm thinking, Oh, this is cool. A grandfather's standing there with his kid or whatever, talking to people and stuff. And then I began to stare. I mean, just, there's no other way for me to put this because I'm like, man, that's an odd looking carriage because I've not seen one with that design before. Did you say kid? Odd looking kid? Carriage. Yeah. Carriage. Okay. I've seen some odd looking kids. <laughs> not designed, you know, never seen one designed that way before. <laughs> That's what the movies always portray it. Like, oh, look at this baby. It's so beautiful. It was just born. Like, no, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. No. But but then the, I'm noticing, like, there, there's a lot. That kid's got a lot of hair. Like, my goodness, that's a full head of hair. And then I see, like, like okay, they've really got like a ponytail or something? No, 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 no. That was a tail. This guy was standing there with a the carriage and a dog inside of it. And it was a it was a pet stroller. It was a pet stroller with an ugly pug. I'm sorry. Y'all love pugs. God bless you. But it was an ugly pug. So Just sitting there. And a heritage of the Lord grandpups. I don't oh, know. I've, heard, I've heard different things. I don't know where they fit in. Yeah, those. I know. See, I've lived in Yuma in a retirement community. A lot of people had those and love their animals like <laughs> kids. And look, I'm, I get it. Okay. I know they have a close attachment and they're in your heart and stuff. But guys, come on. They're, they're, they're not kids. <laughs> they're not. Let's, let's not pretend they are. But you know... Children are a gift, just to try to get us back on track for a minute here. Uh, children are a gift from God, and we, but we don't get our identity from that. And what's that mean? Well, that means like if your kid is not good at sports, that doesn't impact your identity. If your kid's not good in school, that doesn't impact your identity, right? Um, you, you don't derive your identity. You don't live through your children or anyone like that. Um, but you, what you do is you uh, have you, they complete you and you complete them. Right? God gave your family to you. If you're blessed enough to have a family like that, uh, for them to complete you and who you are and for you to mold and shape them into who they're going to be for him. Uh, but God doesn't desire us to derive our identity from our family. We derive our identity from Jesus. And from as we spend government state issue. What? <laughs> what is entities? Oh, government oh, ah, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't derive your identity from the governor's state, but do get your state issued ID, which I hear you're supposed to get within like 90 days of moving to a place. And I think you and I know someone that has not got their state issued right. ID in right. 90 days of moving. We're not going to say it because we don't want them to get in trouble, but they should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so God uses you to mold them. Right. And he's going to use them to mold you. So you give that time over to him. You make time for him. You spend time and you get to know him better and you love on him. You pour into him. And then um, you have to understand not everyone gets equal time. Now, this this is a I don't know, a phenomenon. I don't know if it's something new that's happened, but I've heard 
you know, people talking about it for, you know, my adult life. I can't say if it was happening before that, you know, guys, we've said before, like I'm 35, he's 39, like, yeah, just turned 39 actually. Yes. And, um, we're, you know, we're, we're not telling you like, we know everything. If you know more than us, give us a call. We'd love to learn from you. We'll host you on the podcast. Um, but, uh, one of the things that has been talked about is, uh, how children are becoming like the first priority relationship in marriages. And that's, that's just, that's just not true. And I think it's unbiblical. I, I don't think it's the proper way to have a marriage. Um, and so not everyone gets equal time. Um, your, for instance, your spouse should get a, a, an abundance of your time, right? And I know there's seasons of time where kids get more attention with sports or various things going on, uh, but your spouse has got to get that time and you need to ensure that she, she is getting that and she should come before the kids. Uh, she is, was there before the kids and she's going to be there after the kids. Uh, now, if you begin to make your children the priority relationship, she may not be there after the kids. And I don't know about you. I don't want that. I want my wife there for the rest of my life. And so I've got to make her a priority. Uh, investing in your spouse is one of the most important investments you can make for your children. Right. Uh, guys, you need to be loving on your spouse in front of your kids. They need to see you uh, loving mom and showing her affection and kindness because they're going to learn from you how to treat her how to treat their spouse if they're boys and if they're uh, girls, they're going to gain their expectations of a husband from how you treat your wife. And so when you when your daughter comes home with some jerk, ask yourself, is that the example I set for her? Right. Uh, and, and you've got to be t conscious of how you are uh portraying that relationship between man and woman. And so um, one of the things that I know I love to do is I love to uh, give Sarah a hug. And if the kids are around, we will just overly uh, show affection to one another, just like random kisses on the face and all this stuff. And just kind of look at them like, Hey, Hey, we're getting, we're getting, we make it weird. Right. But you know, we, we want them to see that. And it is fun to see their faces turn red and stuff like that. Right. So uh, do you have your kids ever done anything funny? Like whenever you show affection to Amy, Yes, yeah. uh, because we always made a big joke about it. Like if you're watching the show and okay. you, know, you have the even the homework, you have the affectionate kiss. I don't watch homework, guys, by the way, um, <laughs> yeah. but I've walked in a room. <laughs> um, but they like to cover their anyway. face and act like, you know, they're not looking. Ooh, and yeah. you know, we do that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'll hold mom. And mm. with, with Alana, my, my daughter, uh, we made this thing uh, where Alana's a daddy's girl and I love it. She's my only girl. Mm. And, uh, I'll, I'll cuddle with mom and Alana will like trying to scooch in and separate us. And then like, <laughs> you know, no, this is my, you know, so yeah. we, we have fun with that. Oh, that's awesome. You know, mine, uh, my oldest son, um, when I came back from Afghanistan, the first time was in 2012, he was one year old, right? I left when he was about four months old and I came back when he was one year old. And, uh, whenever I would, uh, go and hug, hug mom, uh, he would, even at one years old, he would come up and just like, like who is this guy? Why are you here? Get away from my, my mom. Uh, and so, that's that's always been fun. As they've gotten older, their faces turn red. They run around and things. But uh, but why why you know? But we've made it a normal part of life, and you've got to give your spouse that attention. And they're, but they're not. They should get uh, an abundance of time. And your kids need to understand that it's not an equal time to them. And it doesn't make them you know less, but it does show the uh, vital importance of your marriage to them. And now let's talk about spending time with your kids, man. This first point, I think, is hard for a lot of guys. Um, kids should not get your leftovers. Yeah. Uh, Josh Tice said it one time. He said, I've only got so many words to give in a day. 
And I have to watch how many words I give while I'm at work, because if I get home and I don't have words for my family, then, uh, you know, things, things are not good. Now he said it a lot more eloquently than that, but, um, they can't get our leftovers. I told you four to six is my red zone time. And when is that? That's like right after the kids get home, right? They're ready. We got to play. We got to go out to baseball practice or we got soccer practice or we need to go to a park and spend some time together, get ready for dinner and things like that. And so I have to be very intentional with that. But um, uh, giving our kids our leftovers, um, man, it, it is going to hurt the relationship so much. I mean, think about it. If you're spending time with someone when they're exhausted, when they're down, when they're not making any effort to be a part of the conversation or be in the relationship, like... I don't want to be around that person. No, no. Like, go go to bed, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's like for me because we're adults. I can just dude get out of here. I don't want to be around you. Go to bed. You know, <laughs> um, I, I could I could probably say that to someone, um, but you know, hey, get out get out of here. Go to bed. But they're not going to say that to you, right? Because your relationship with your kids is different than your relationship with your friends. You're their dad. They want you there. If it's a friend of mine that's exhausted, say, hey, man, go to bed. They're not going to look at you and say, hey, go to bed. They're going to say, hey, come play with me. Be with me. Spend time with me. Talk to me, daddy. And so you, you're going to want to be careful about that. What different? So some practical tips, even though no, we're not on our paid content right now. Um, man, sometimes you, you need to pull in the driveway and you need to sit in your truck for a few minutes or sit in your car for a few minutes and just decompress. Yes. My wife, God bless her heart. Absolutely hates. I think I think she hates. She, I think she's come to accept it now. Mm-hmm. But I'm notorious for pulling into our garage. And as they get out, I just sit there. I'll pull my phone out for a minute and I just sit there. Um, and I tell them like, if you need me to get anything, just leave it and I'll get it. But leave me here for a few minutes. And it could be coming from anywhere, but it's just like that transition time, man, for me to like, okay, I'm home now. I have to do this and do that. Right. I have to think through that. I'm slow. I got to think through that stuff. And so maybe you're the same place, right? And then understand with children, uh, different life stages, your time's going to look different with them. So you've got, um, you know, kids, if you've got a baby at home, I was talking to one of our coaching clients recently, and he's got a baby at home and how he interacts and spend time, spends time with his kid right now is like laying on the floor saying goo goo gaga and carrying her around to like a zoo or different things like that, that she's never going to remember, but he's creating memories with her. Right. Right. Now, if I try to pick up my 11 year old and just start carrying him around saying, Goo Goo guy, like that's not going to go well. No. So it's got to change. Right. So he, like you said, he has breakfast and stuff with his kids now and has those conversations. Maybe your kids aren't old enough, like for like a full on thing, but let me tell you, even a five-year-old can enjoy a, sausage, egg and cheese, McMuffin or whatever kids get for breakfast at McDonald's. Caramel frappes. Oh man, there you go. There's some sugar. Oh boy. Well, but even, you know, even when your kids don't seem like they want your attention and your time, Mm. they may not know how to, how to ask for it properly or how to let you know that they want it, but they're signs and we should be in the moment enough to pick up on, you know, they're kind of acting out right now because they want some more of dad's attention, mm. even though they're asking for it in the wrong way. You know, that's so huge, man. Cause I've noticed it with my kids. Um, when they don't have time with me, mm-hmm. our relationship is, is hurting. Their behavior hurts. Yeah. Um, you know, because there, there's some, there's some weeks, man, where I just, I didn't give them as much as they needed. Um, because I, for whatever reason or another, maybe I gave them some, but it wasn't what they needed at that time. Um, and man, yeah, that's huge. That's, that's a great point, man. That's a great point. Um, and, and if you've got multiple kids in the home, which Craig and I do, he's got four, I've got three, you've got to be careful about jealousy. So I, I think it's very good to have straightforward conversations with them. 
uh, and just letting them know like, hey, you're going to see me with mom more or, hey, this season of life, you're going to see me with this kid more, that kid more. And so you, you don't want you want to protect that. Right. Um, and, and make sure that uh, you don't uh, feel bad when it comes to connecting with your kids. Uh, in my experience, I connect with my kids on different kids with different things. Right. Like one of them is an athlete. And he and I can connect on sports. The other one enjoys playing a sport that I'm not a huge fan of, but he's um, he's our academic in a way. And uh, and then my daughter is my daughter. She's just daddy's girl. And so uh, but connecting over different things and different likes, different interests and stuff. Um, but be cognizant of that and find the way that you can connect. You know, the academic. We One of the things we connected with there was um, male science, M-E-L science. And they have like physics mm. and all this stuff. I think it's a UK based thing, but you can order it and it's subscription based. I think it's like 300 bucks a year. And uh, every month we were getting, it was male chemistry. We were getting chemistry experiments to do, right? I mean, it was like some cool stuff. We got to yeah. like build, don't laugh at this guys. We made a gas bubble and we got the lighter on fire. Mm. That was pretty cool. Right. Uh, and then, I mean, just a whole number of different things over there. He loved it. And we spent time doing it. We, we would do them, you know, every time they come, we'd make time to, to get one done. And so, um, you know, in the sports one, go throw a ball or go kick a ball, whatever it is, find their interest and talk to them about it. Right. And then with your kids, with your spouse, communicate, 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 communicate early, communicate often, uh, over communicate with your spouse and children. I mean, has Amy ever said to you, Craig, you, you talk to me too much. No, I've heard the opposite. Yeah. I've never in counseling in coaching in conversations, I've never heard anyone say, and even in leadership, right? I mean, mm -hmm. staff and things like that. No one ever says like, man, you just, you communicate way too much. You just need to tone that bad. Like, no, that never happened. We're always wanting more communication. We want more interaction, right? And so we need to be conscientious to over communicate with our spouse and with our kids. Um, because uh, we need to communicate our intentions um, because they're not going to see our intentions, right? My kids don't know my intention to spend time with them this afternoon, right? I need to communicate that to them. Uh, and then we need to communicate failure. Now, this is huge. You ever failed your kids? What day is it? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, man, and how do we communicate failure? With an apology, owning it and just saying, hey, man, my bad for, you know, did I yell? Was I angry when I shouldn't have been? Did I respond poorly? Did I miss out on a time that I said I was going to be with you? Uh, like you need to own it, man. You got to step up and just be willing to show them that you are human. You made a mistake. You care for them and love them and you're going to correct it. Now, don't say that if you're not serious and you're not going to do something about it. Um, but communicate your intentions and communicate failure. Communicate apologies to them. Uh, so we're, we're wrapping up here, approaching our time. And Craig, any final thoughts on devoting time to your family? No, uh, I think like we talked about in the uh, in the first episode, you know, you might have to schedule that. And yeah. if you don't schedule it, it may not happen. Yeah, uh, we get too busy at the beginning of our day because that's usually when work takes place. And then the end of our day is when we're home with our family. And we've already put so much effort, so much energy into the first part of the day that now we're just we're wore out, we're communicated out, we're listened out and all the things that our family needs from us. Yeah. And so we've got to be careful to make sure that we uh, schedule that time. And then we're very conscientious about um, just being in that moment with them. Yeah, man, it's so huge because you're right. And uh, one of our coaching clients was, we were talking about getting his time blocking done and he showed me his first schedule and it was like, there was like free time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is that? 
what is free time? Like, oh, it's what I just do this, that, or the other thing. Like, okay, cool, man. Listen, well, I'm glad that you have free time scheduled, but we, we're going to have uh, constructive free time. Like, what are you going to do in your free time, right? And so because if it gets scheduled, it gets done. But if, it, if there's nothing scheduled, something will happen. It may not be what you want to do. Right. And so you got to be intentional on that, guys. Listen, hey, thanks so much for listening in to episode two on the podcast. And uh, we are just excited about this movement. Uh, praying for God to use it in such a way to, that it will help men globally to achieve success with a thriving faith and family. We will see you on the next episode. And if you're one of our paid subscribers, uh, be sure to check in to the practical application for this one, because it is going to be solid. We are going to share so many tips and resources for you. Uh, We are going to over-communicate, over-communicate great things for you to use. All right. Hey, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Men After God podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and keep up with the show by following us at facebook.com slash men after God. You can also reach out to Dustin personally at Dustin at seekconsulting.us with any questions or for coaching on being a man after God. Until next time.